Good morning, everyone. My name is Sylvia Moramo Chabo. I am the founder of Andy Speaks for Special Needs Persons and uh, currently running Miss Africa Elite. And I champion for inclusion of persons with neurodevelopmental disabilities. And today I shall be representing the entire spectrum of disabilities and the challenges that women go through uh, on this menstrual hygiene day. And thank you all for being here and for being part of this. And thank you to Period Pride for organizing this as we intend to keep our girls in school and ensure that they too are not left behind even continue with their schooling and everything else. And uh, on this online chat, you can ask questions after, but then uh, let's just dive into different areas that uh, we have. So disability, we have people with invisible disabilities and we have those with physical disabilities, that's what most people actually are used to. So today we will be visiting and looking deeper into all these areas um, according to menstrual hygiene and education. So if we talk about education being for everybody and as our desire, and you look at the, the persons with disabilities, you will find that when it comes to education, they've definitely been left out, even as we continue with the advocacy. And uh, let's, for example, look at the persons with neurodevelopmental disabilities, that is the neurodiverse and those with intellectual challenges. So we're speaking about p people with autism, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, and rare diseases that are girls and women, but then normally you find they need a lot of support to take care of them, of themselves. And what happens when it comes to periods coming? And education, you will find that uh, they learn differently, meaning even education for menstrual hygiene will have to be tweaked so that they are included. They learn using visuals and music and stuff like that, and it takes longer for them to uh, get to understand. Considering intellectual challenges, um, it will require specialized kits to explain exactly what is going on. You can imagine just potty training. We have children who are... 10 and above and are still on diapers. So add the complication of uh, their menstrual uh, periods coming and a parent is not prepared, they're not educated, no one has ever prepared them for this, maybe it's the first girl. And um, the difference in the conversation just spins it out of control for a parent on top of everything else that they have to do. And uh, it takes a, a, a very big group to take care of this child. That means we have therapists, we have, uh, we have the teachers in school, and we have the parents, and now the support of like nannies. So all these people have to be included and educated on menstrual hygiene for this special person. Um, when we're looking at um, the, or the blind and the deaf, then we are trying to explain something they cannot see, maybe they can feel. So we need to consider that uh, for the blind. And then for the deaf, uh, you need a lot of pictorials and stuff like that to uh, elaborate what is going to come and how they should handle it. So there is a lot of uh, different type of education that is required for the special needs fraternity. And that is persons with uh, different disabilities. Um, so I believe that this should be included in their specialized uh, syllabus. Because you can imagine, um, for those who are blind, that requires Braille. And uh, with all the different types of products, 
how do they get to know which product uh, is used how so that means their classes for menstrual hygiene have to be very very practical and use tactile skills to actually learn about it that takes us now to the infrastructure um, let's just start with the products the products that we have for care uh, means that we have variety there is choice everyone else has a choice but do people with disabilities actually have a choice considering now a person with intellectual or neurodiverse uh, uh, a neurodiverse person will require the caregivers to decide what product suits them because it's it it is the caregiver who's going to be keeping tabs on the dates of the menstrual cycle they're the ones who are going to be changing their sanitary towels and explain to them what is going on with them every time and uh, for the neurodiverse you need to tell them in advance so that they are ready for the change because they do not work too well with change because you will find when things change they get really disoriented not all of them because uh, some for a spectrum like autism you will find that there is different all, all of the autistic persons are different in their own way and hence there is a lot of uh, variation when it comes to that uh, so even uh, that stability of uh, putting the sanitary towel on a intellectually challenged person and expecting them to stay on with it that's a different challenge when we look at the blind there is no sanitary towel that actually comes with instructions even the basic expiry date that is in braille so you can imagine when they go to to do the purchasing and then they cannot even um, tell the difference because they can't see so they will be dependent on support and uh, for the ladies using crutches have you ever imagined how the ones who have uh, the disability where one leg is shorter than the other and that brings uh, challenges in their mobility and meaning that now when they're moving they have to be very cautious are, are the products uh, is that factored in in the product so that's some of the things that when we're looking at product manufacturers to consider when they're looking at PWDs let's come to the in, uh, in the section of infrastructure the architecture this involves now our environment the buildings when we're talking about um, the entry uh, the size of our toilets and amenities are usually very small. Not every building actually has a toilet for persons with disabilities. This includes the blind, uh, it includes those on crutches, it includes those on wheelchairs. So imagine a wheelchair user uh, going to a very tiny toilet and she needs to change her, her sanitary pad. So that is a challenge. Uh, in the same scope and in the same breath, let's look at a child with cerebral palsy, a youth with cerebral palsy in this case, who needs change. That means they need to be supported. All right. So that means there has to be a caregiver going in with the wheelchair and the person to help them change. They need to lift them up and all this. So you can imagine the amount of space that is required, which forces people to do it out in public, which also uh, the dignity of the of the girl is also put on um, on the spotlight. Uh, so that comes to the amenities. So we need to have the government consider that so that we have that even in schools for special schools and stuff like that. And, uh, <clears throat> and 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 offer education to our architects so that they consider all this when we're looking at how we're going to have proper inclusion and uh, international designs for this uh, persons with disabilities. Uh, then we go to stigma. 
generally we all know that there is stigma by default when it comes to persons with disabilities that is something that has been there especially in our african culture because we consider them as less of human beings for lack of a better word or just let's say less which is not not many people actually remember that persons with disabilities also do have the menstrual cycle disability does not take it away so it is part of them they go through the same things that we do go through so you can imagine uh the stigma that the, the caregivers have to go through and even the people themselves and uh this the their self-esteem gets um uh what do you call it they get issues with self-esteem because of the already existing stigma so what about when they're on their misses that like doubles we find that single parents uh most of the like i'll talk with the neurodiverse community and those with intellectual challenges you find that the the fathers leave so you have a single parent who's burdened with taking care of this child and everything else and they still have to handle um, the menstrual hygiene for them and it is quite a daunting task so for as a community we'd encourage people to embrace those different the the people with their differences because we're never the same we're all different and we need to appreciate that then uh because of their disability we have like in the neurodiverse we have those who cannot talk and those maybe who have not had the chance and exposure to learn sign language so you find that uh sexual predators uh uh, find them as an easy target because if you take advantage of a girl who cannot talk that means she cannot report you and you can get away with it so that's the other thing that we need to always have in mind and um, and consider and also just support them especially during their cycle because you see the minute that's a uh, general uh, public realize that okay she's <coughs> she has her menses that means she's she's ready for because she's uh, able to conceive and all that so it's a risk although it is nature but then that's one of the things that goes through so then we'd also like to urge um, the policy makers and those who work and the people who do designs for menstrual products to always include at least a person with disability or someone who is educated in that space so that they can able they can be able to guide you and advise on on your design and when you're looking at the solution so that it is inclusive but most of all let's not forget that they too have their menstrual uh, cycle um we come to access in terms of uh, sanitary products affordability is one of the challenges uh depending most of us most most of those like say in the sub-saharan sub in the sub-saharan uh, depend on the programs and donations that come to schools and uh, give donations for for our, our children and uh, that is the youth and women so you can imagine when that is taken away especially like a time like this where we have the pandemic and our schools are closed so you will find that 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 supply goes away and uh, those marginalized areas also depend on that support and right now with limited movement they don't have that uh, when it comes to special needs parents i'll now uh, be categorical in the neurodiverse community which is the, the one that i focus on mostly you find that special needs parents have a lot of needs on top of everything else because you have to live the life normal life your child requires you'll find that they might require diapers uh, for longer have you ever imagined a, a youth who is still on their diapers and gets their menses? So how do you, 
how do you balance that like they're having the sanitary towels yet they cannot go to the toilet or by themselves so they have to wear the diapers so it's a bit complicated and then you find the parent has to think about medication for those who depend on either supplements uh, for their well-being or anticonvulsants for those who are epileptic and have seizure convulsions and then there is the regular food and etc then you add on top of that the thought that they have to think about uh, purchasing sanitary towels for their girls and uh, youth so that's why we're saying access to the products needs to be free it needs to be something that people can access without having to to fight so much for it and, and, and taxes scrapped, just basically let's just get it for free, right? And then uh, we have the men, like we have an example, we have a caregiver, single father with a special needs girl. What happens when that girl gets to puberty and it's a, a, a girl with a disability, how is it gonna handle that? And more so for the neurodiverse and those with intellectual challenges. So you can imagine you're a father, you have to take care of your special needs girl uh, who's uh, in her puberty because there is no support maybe, you're not surrounded with females around and, and, and you can imagine how complex a situation that is and of course you can't let them be with everyone else because also like we said earlier, they become uh, sexual predators prey on those who are non-verbal. So the challenges surrounding persons with disability are quite immense. And that's why we're saying um, their stripes could be different, but all our hearts beat, beat the same. We all bleed the same. Just disability is not in an inability, and neither does it change anything when it comes to when it, uh, having your period. They still get it. And uh, like I always want to campaign, I say, if we have condoms for free, why not have sanitary wear uh, or sanitary products for free? Uh, I've been your presenter, Sylvia Moramo Chabo from Andy Speaks for Special Needs Persons. Thank you for your time.